0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Seriously in Business podcast. Thank you for being here and I think you are going to love today's episode. So I have a special guest with us, Kylie Broadfoot, and Kylie is an expert on all things boundaries. Boundaries isn't a pretty kind of word, but it is something that's so wildly important for business and something that I know that I've struggled with in the past and been continuing to get better at. And it's this idea that... If we don't have really great boundaries in place for who we work with, how we work, when we work, um, the kind of things that we offer and like where, where our limits are, then often we get burnt out. We start resenting our businesses and our businesses don't last because they're not sustainable. And so in this episode with Kylie, we chat about... Different boundaries you can have in your business, um, how you can find out if you don't have good boundaries um, and steps you can take to implement really great boundaries in your business so that you can have that sustainable business that you really love. The business that you set out to create in the first place, for example, if you wanted freedom in your business, but you're currently working 24-7, how can you implement some boundaries to make that a more sustainable an enjoyable business. Because I don't know about you, but I didn't start a business to be working 24-7 all of the time and not enjoying myself. I started a business because I had something great I wanted to share, but I also wanted to have a business that supported the way that I wanted to work and the lifestyle that I wanted to create for me and my family. So I know you're going to love this episode with Kylie. Kylie is a mindset and human behavior coach, mentor, and facilitator. And after working as a neurological occupational therapist for a couple of decades, helping people to pursue their goals and dreams, Kylie finally gave in to the pull to become a coach and quickly discovered it was a love affair in all the best ways. Kylie has poured hundreds and hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars into honing her craft and importantly being coached herself. Now, Kylie is the authority in all things human behavior. She empowers women to reclaim their true identity, release people pleasing, become confident with asserting their boundaries, minus the guilt, and develop their self-awareness and permission to be all that they truly are. She offers private coaching, workshops, and events for individuals, leaders, and teams. So let's dive into today's episode. I know you're going to love this as much as I loved our chat together. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This podcast is for small business owners who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role that it plays in building a successful business. Business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from guest industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so helping them to build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today I get to help you do the same. Join us every week for a new episode to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive and to get you looking seriously in business. Let's dive in. So welcome Kylie to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Oh,
1: thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to connect with you or seeing you online. So it's nice to,
0: you know, have an actual chat. I love making connections online and then actually getting to do stuff together. It's so, so fun. And I love some of the stuff that you're chatting about. And I feel like this podcast is going to be equally as helpful for me as it will be for all of my listeners. So I'm really excited to dig into this. But before we get into the boundaries questions and all those fun things. I would love just to pick your brain or just understand your life. Like what does an average day in Kylie's life look like? Like are you getting up really early or do you get up really late and what kind of things are you doing throughout your day? And like I know if you're like me, my my days are all wildly different, but like an average-ish day to give us a bit of an insight, that would be so cool to learn.
1: Yeah, of course. So to start with, I've got a husband, I've got a 15-year-old son and a 13-year-old daughter. And my Labrador, who hopefully will snore quietly if she decides to snore next to me. (laughs) So I am usually up early. I find that is the best time for me to seize the day. And so I'm usually up by 5.30 or 6.00 and I either go and do my Pilates classes three times a week or I sit and do some meditation, some journaling, kind of get my head into the into the day. And sometimes then content ideas come and I just sort of write those out, out while I'm feeling the inspiration. Uh, and then it's things like getting the kids ready for school and, you know, getting them off to school. And then I take the dog for a walk. Um, I'm lucky to live near the beach. So I take the dog down to the beach and have a beautiful walk uh, and then come back and get into work. And that just varies day by day. So usually Mondays and Fridays are more admin planning, you know, work on the business type days. I only work a half day on a Friday morning and have some time in the afternoon off. Um, Coaching is usually Tuesday to Thursdays. And then I pick up the kids from school around three, bring them home, snacks and whatever. And then being teenagers, they usually disappear up to their rooms. And sometimes I do some more work. Sometimes I need to go to the shops. Um, Sometimes I need to post something at the post office out to a client or something like that. And then, yeah, and then I'm usually quite disorganised for dinner time and my kids are like, you know, they walk in the door and ask what's for dinner and I usually have no idea.
0: (laughs) I wish I was one of
1: those meal planning people, but it just doesn't work. Um, Occasionally it goes to, anyway. And then, yeah, we always have a family meal together as much as possible. Usually watch some Netflix or something. We're watching SAS at the moment. Um and yeah, that's about and oh. then I usually go to bed reasonably. Early. Like usually yeah. like that by sort of 10 because I'm up early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'd need to be if you're getting up at 5 30. Cool. Thank you for that insight. I love I love hearing that kind of stuff. It's just so yeah, so most of your work really does have to happen inside school hours plus a little bit of bonus time if the kids are just chilling afterwards and then doing all of the the cooking and everything as well I didn't used to be a meal planning girl and then I was and then I wasn't and then I was currently I am a meal planning girl which is just so fun <laughs> but yeah it's it's just such a wild ride trying to think of dinners every single night for eternity <laughs> I know I never appreciated how
1: good it was to have someone else cook for you for all those years yeah. and, and then we
0: had the audacity to complain at something I that know, we didn't right? want yes wild
1: <laughs> I know I know I just I think one day I might my- be better.
0: (laughs) Still plenty of time.
1: (laughs) There's still kids are gone. And it's it is, you know, mostly nutritious. I'll call that winning.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a a great win to me. Amazing. Okay, cool. So now that we've got the beautiful getting to know you stuff out of the way, I would love to ask a little bit more about boundaries. So boundaries are obviously really critical for personal relationships as well as business relationships. I know most of my listeners are going to be running their own businesses and sometimes we have less good boundaries in place, particularly when we're starting out, I feel like, and then as they maybe grow, we've probably got to evolve our boundaries as well constantly um, for the different stages of our business. But would you be able to share some insights around why having boundaries in business is just is is so important? Yeah, I think as es-
1: the main reason is so that your business is sustainable. And what I mean by that is both for the business to succeed, but also for us to be okay running the business. And so, so often I work with people who find those boundaries really hard to assert for a variety of reasons. And they're just, they've often burnt out before. They can see that it's on the cards Mm -hmm. and it's coming up again and it's this pattern of behaviour. And so I think if we don't, Learn how to get better and eventually really great at boundaries. We are just leaking energy. We're not really topping up again. And we find ourselves, you know, I've got clients that find themselves working with clients that aren't maybe their ideal client, that are offering services that they're not really lit up by anymore, who are probably undercharging, maybe over delivering. They're stuck reacting really urgently to what the client needs, where it might not actually be, you know, my client's urgency and so on. And I think it's really hard when you're setting up a business because there's so much, you know, you want to make it work and you want to deliver such a great service to people that you're working with. You want to make a name for yourself. You want to make some money, you know, all of these things. And you're wearing all the hats usually in the beginning as well. And so, you know, people really invest so much time, energy, money in that early phase and they really are throwing everything at it, which can mean they do end up really depleted. And so learning how to do it in a way that is still serving your clients, you know, growing the business and all of these sorts of things, but also preserving who you are in the process. I guess that's where it's really at.
0: Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay. So you listed in there some really great examples of ways we might have been having our boundaries, I guess, overstepped by like having a client that needs something really urgently or doing work that isn't really lighting us up anymore or um, not charging enough. What do you think, are there any like overall mindset things that are at play for all of those kind of things or do each of those things kind of have different reasons we might be living through and just not, asserting any boundaries in those kind of areas.
1: Yeah. So I think the common thread with all of those is that we feel like we have to show up in a certain way in business. Mm. Um, I know for me in the beginning, that was being a people pleaser and trying to keep everybody happy, of course, impossible, but feeling like I needed to do that. Uh, Some people are the high achievers and they really get their sense of significance from how much they can achieve and and all the runs they get on the board and ticking off those goals and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so it's, it's sort of this learnt behavior that usually has been in place for a really long time, which is why these patterns of behavior are emerging. That means that that's how they're showing up now in the business, if that makes sense. So if I'm a people pleaser and I want to keep everyone happy, it's often subconsciously, I don't even know I'm doing that. I'm making other people's needs more important than what my needs are. Yeah, which sounds weird but it's so easy to do and that's where I will feel bad if I can't meet this urgent deadline for someone because I know what it means to them and what does it mean about me if I can't do that, you know, and so often that will be enough of an impetus for someone to say, sure, I'll do it because they find it really hard to sit with that awkward, uncomfortable feeling of asserting the boundary so it's this sort of identity piece that they've learned over time based on a whole range of experiences growing up, societal conditioning, all of these sorts of things yeah. that, are, you know, we're, we're all taught about being the good girl, right? Don't be too big for your boots and don't play too, you know, keep it small. And these kinds of things can be at play as well. So it's that conditioning that comes into place that influences the way that we see the world and therefore how we show up and how we think about it.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. And so how can we like, what are some, I guess, signposts that we can look for, for firstly, discovering that maybe we do have boundary problems and we might need to make some changes.
1: Yeah. So awareness is always the first thing to kind of realize, okay, this is what's happening for me. And one of the ways that we can do that is I like to talk to clients about, you know, having some scales, you know, literal balancing scales. And where is the emphasis on meeting your client's needs, for example, but it could be other people, it could be your family, it could be your kids, it could be your friends. And where is the the weight in terms of your own needs? And what I often find is that people are prioritising the scales heavily towards what other people need. And their own needs are way further down. They're not being considered. And so it's this inequality of, you know, really our needs should be at least as important as someone else's, but we tend to make their needs more important, like their needs in terms of whatever it is that they need to happen, turnaround time, for example.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. So when those scales are kind of out of whack. And so I guess that could look like things like, It would look like a bit of, it could look like resentment for your work and burning out. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So people often do end up feeling resentful and then they almost feel guilty because their business is often a passion project, right? People go into business because they love the idea of it. They love what they can deliver. And then they're not really feeling lit up by it anymore or feeling satisfied with it or feeling at peace within themselves. And so that's quite jarring. And at the same time, they're thinking, but I should feel happy because look at what I've got and I'm lucky to have, you know, a family or a beautiful friendship group or a lovely house or clients that I'm working with. I've got some money, you know, all these kinds of things. And then they feel guilty as well that I shouldn't feel guilty. So then they're stuck in a space of, I'm not really very happy, I don't know how to change this because it's this pattern of behaviour, I don't want to say anything about it really because who am I to complain, look at what's going on in the world, right? And so they kind of sit in this space of not feeling fulfilled but not really, sort of feeling guilty for wanting more.
0: Yeah, 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 that's so true. Okay, so once I guess we have awareness of Maybe there are some issues at play here. Maybe I do need to create some boundaries for my own sanity, for the sustainability of my business to make sure that I'm not resenting working with my clients and enjoying this and all of those things. What are the next steps we need to take after that awareness piece?
1: Yeah, so I would say work out what you need for yourself. So that might be things like... um, I need to feel respected in my work. I need to feel appreciated Um, outside of work. It might be I need to feel a sense of freedom or flexibility or choice or something like that, you know, connection and love. So they're your needs and the boundaries really are in place to help you to meet your needs. So what boundaries do I need in place to meet whatever my particular needs are? So Mm -hmm. if I really... Um, feel like I've got a need for flexibility within my life in general or maybe it's fun you know and what boundary can I put into place that's going to help with that and so if you're working 12 hour days and you're never seeing anyone and you've got no social life because work has taken over everything and you're snappy at your kids and you know you set up your business because you wanted to be able to pick them up from school and drop them off and go to whatever the days at the school are. And yet here you are doing all the work and there's no flexibility. There's no freedom. There's no fun. You might start to think, okay, maybe I need to put some boundaries in place so that I can meet those needs. So just write a list. Like, what are my needs? What do I, what do I feel like is important from my work, from my relationships,
0: mm-hmm. from my
1: parenting in life overall, like for me as well? And then what boundaries can I start to bring in that would support that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example around the flexibility one of, yeah, like we need to, I think sometimes we, yeah, we just put, do things because we think that's the way that we should do it. Like you've mentioned or the expectations of others or, and it's like, well, well, no, actually, because I I started this business to have flexibility, but now I'm working 24 seven. That's not, (laughs) I see so many reels that are like, I started my business to have flexibility or to work less. And now I work all the time
1: absolutely and it can be really good just to go back to that like why did you start your business like you know some people start a business because they want you know to make a gazillion dollars and have the laptop lifestyle a lot of the people that I work that's not their main driving factor yes they want to make enough money to be comfortable and to have a sustainable business and whatnot but there's other things and often it is around things like freedom and flexibility and they then realized when I asked that question that actually I don't have any of that right now and so it's like that's it can be confronting but it's also good to know right like how can I get back on track and go down that path towards that and what boundaries can support me and that might be boundaries with myself as well as boundaries with other people
0: what are some examples of boundaries boundaries with yourself I think that's a really great concept
1: Yeah, so the boundaries with ourselves are things that we put into place to meet some of the needs. So, for example, at the beginning I was saying to you, I get up early and go to Pilates three times a week, for example. Do I always feel like that? No. (laughs) Um, You know, would it be easier to stay in bed? Yes, of course. And so it's sometimes it's about the promises that we keep. It might be around the time of day that you decide to finish work. It might be what you've said to your kids in terms of when you're going to be available and whether that starts to creep. And Mm. so I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time with you after school and we're going to go to the park or whatever. I'm thinking of younger kids. And then I'm so sorry. I've got to work. I've got to take a call and you're on, you know, so these are the boundaries with ourselves. Are we doing the things that we say we're going to do? Am I going to have my Friday afternoons off that I say I'm going to take or do I end up working? I'm going to take them off. Every now and again there's something come up and I need to be flexible, yes, but most of the time I'm consistently doing that. And so it could be things like, um, yeah, making time. I find the hardest one with the clients that I work with is me time it's that self-care aspect like I'm going to go for a walk I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to have a I don't know have my cup of tea in peace or get up five minutes earlier just to have some quiet time in the house before everyone gets up and then do I follow through and actually do that
0: yeah so I guess it's going to be even harder to set boundaries everywhere else too if you can't even set them with yourself and follow them through as well I just wanted to interrupt for a moment to say that if you're enjoying this episode, I would love to invite you to my free three part video training to help you to create your own stunning visual brand, helping you to grow your business faster and to feel and look a million bucks. If you're ready for the best year of business yet, then join over 1,000 business owners who have already taken part in the challenge to get started on creating your own brand. Join us today at whitedeer.com.au forward slash challenge. That's the color white, the animal deer.com.au forward slash challenge. Cannot not wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. are some ones with ourselves. What are some boundaries that we can have with our clients, Um, especially if we're feeling maybe resentful of them or we're feeling like they're doing the urgent thing all the time or um, we're feeling that they're asking too much of us? What are some different boundaries that we could put in place around that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, the biggest step that often gets missed for people is communication Mm. and they forget
1: to tell people how to interact with them or what to expect. So if you already have clients that you're working with, sometimes it can be harder to change that when you've already got a certain expectation, but you can chip away with that. But I say to clients with new um, new people that they're working with, to just be really clear with them on that first call or even when they're thinking about signing up, if they're having a conversation with you, this is the way that it would work. This is the frequ- frequency of our calls or... This is the time frame that I get back to you. This is how you get in touch with me. Um, these things are urgent, and you would call me about that. You know, my website's down, and if you're a website, um, if you're maintaining someone's website, that would be an urgent thing. But don't be phone, you know, calling them or something with just a basic inquiry. So being really clear, like that, you expect them to show up on time. That you, you think it would be rare for them to cancel on you or be running late um that you expect to be paid on time. All of these kinds of things um, are just a way of starting the working relationship in a way that's really respectful, very transparent, and there's no surprises. Yeah. And if you think of just even a retail shopping experience, if you just know what to expect, or you know, you've ordered something and it's late coming in and they call you to let you or send you an email to let you know. Um, usually we don't mind too much because we're kept in the loop. It's where nobody's telling you anything and you feel like you've got to follow up and make all the calls and chase and so on. Or Yeah. And I've had a client say to me, um, she was actually older than me, and she said, I can't believe I'm just learning about boundaries now. I always thought that I was being really flexible, but I realised I was being so wishy-washy. And the Mm -hmm. moment I started to get much clearer in explaining what my boundaries are, people were treating me much more as if I was much more professional mm. and giving me a lot more respect. And so that was a really great insight and awareness for her to realize sometimes people think it's really hard and rude or something to set boundaries, but people like to know where they stand and they yeah. want to know how to interact with
0: Yeah. Even like, yeah, you, as you're talking about that, I think about my coach who sets really great boundaries. She's like, you'll talk to me here, here, I'll get to you by this. I won't get back to you on weekends. I won't do this, but I'll do this. And this I was like, cool. I know exactly what I need from her. And like, if there's things that I need that aren't covered there, then I'll, I'll ask her and she'll be like, no, I can't support you in this. Or yes, I can do this. I'm like, this is just really helpful because as a, as a client, there's, there's, there's no second guessing. That's just like, this is what I get. Cool. I get that. And if she doesn't deliver on that, she's really apologetic of that because she's made it clear that that's what she was going to do. And then I feel the same with, I've just recently, I'm slowly getting better at this communication thing as a business owner myself. Even like a few weeks ago, I put a new email responder on my email. So for those people that don't know, I've got, I pretty much only work one day a week and then work other days when I can, if my daughter's playing happily. And so it takes me a little bit to get back to emails. And I had some people replying after it 24 hours being like, why haven't you replied that? I'm like, cannot reply yet. I'm a one person person managing this inbox. Like I'm, I've am i got this other life. And so I've put a thing on there saying, this is how long to take. it will take me to respond to you. And that, that just takes the pressure off now that I've communicated, this is my expectation. Same with like my Facebook group support. It's going to take me at least two business days to get back to you. Like setting those expectations just takes that pressure and that urgency off you. I think as a business owner that you need to do all of this ASAP because everyone's going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I remember that. I always feel I always I'm, I'm very I'm a very fast actiony urgency person like everything feels urgent and so when someone comes to me and's like oh I need this done I'm like ah oh, must be urgent rush 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 and then and then they take like a week to reply because it wasn't urgent but I dropped everything to make it happen because I didn't ask them what their expectations were and I didn't communicate what my capacity was and so yeah communication is just Oh,
1: not. it's so good and yeah just even that question of when do you need this by yeah or you know is that more of a priority than this other thing that I'm working mm-hmm. on for you because I can't actually do both in the same time frame people are like oh yeah of course you can't oh actually that other one can wait would you mm-hmm. be able to work on this one it's just such a everyone's on the same page then and it just is such a um as I say I think it's just a respectful way of communicating and it does take that pressure off because mm. sometimes it's all in our mind as you say the way that we're perceiving what they need
0: yeah that's so true some other boundaries you kind of mentioned that you have in your life is like i know you mentioned at the start like your mondays and fridays and more your mini days and your tuesdays and to thursdays and more of your call days and stuff and i think it's really great to have in business set days and times where you are doing things. I remember at the start thinking, no, I need to be available Monday to Friday for people to book calls with me because what if they're not free on a Friday and what if they're not free on a Tuesday or whatever it is? And it's like, now I've only got Tuesdays and Thursdays to book can book with me. And that's also out of necessity because I can't get babysitters other times. But I've realized that 99% of people can actually work within those timeframes. And I was just, again, assuming that I needed to have all of these options open so I think, could you chat to that, that that idea of, I guess, creating our own boundaries around when we're going to do calls, when we're going to do certain things in our business? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so in the beginning I was the same and I even did nighttime coaching yeah. and, you know, I don't think I ever did weekends, but I did things in a way because I thought I had to just be available. And I don't do any, I might occasionally, you know, do a paid masterclass for someone into their community. And that's obviously different, mm. but I don't do coaching. Number one, I'm not, you don't want me coaching you at nighttime. I'm too tired. I've been up too early. Like I was I up at for you. <laughs> so my clients book in through Calendly. So that's my online calendar system. And that has my availability in it. And it also has my other appointments in there. So they can only book in when I'm free. And what that means is that it's automatically filtering out people um, even if they're booking in a clarity call to see if we're a good fit together. If they can't find a time that suits them and suits me to have a conversation, well, it's not going to work out in a coaching relationship.
0: Um,
1: So that can actually be a really great filter because I don't want to have all this availability for clarity calls and then they can't find a suitable time to work together in their coaching. Um, So those kind of things are really helpful. Sorry, what else did you ask me? that
0: um, um Yeah, the, I think I think mostly just that around that idea of we can we can choose when we want to do certain things in our business. We don't have to yeah, always be available or we can set like for you have yeah. admin days.
1: Yeah. And so I just always have time blocked out around
0: pickup that
1: no one can book in then. Yeah. Um if I am presenting, if I'm doing it running a workshop or doing something like that, I always schedule in time afterwards for me to. Just Mm -hmm. recharge and recalibrate because I love it, but I don't want to go straight into a coaching call. I just need to kind of regroup and, you know, I might take myself out for lunch or just come home and walk the dog or something. I just like that time to just get back into the zone and and re-energise as well. So just little ways of working that, which is all about knowing what your vision is for your business, right? Like what would be your ideal day, your ideal week? For me, that includes, you know, walking the dog before I even start, whereas I used to feel like I would sort of almost need to clock in at 9 o'clock and have this real employee mindset. And I think especially, you know, for your listeners that are maybe in those earlier stages of business, it can take some time to shift into that entrepreneurial mindset more so than I've I'm, I'm got to do 9 to 5. I've got to sit at my desk and do something or I'm going to feel guilty because I'm not maybe where I want to be with my business but what do you want your what do you want your days and weeks to look like and then what boundaries can you put into place to help to you know protect that I guess to help to help to give the space for that to happen
0: yeah yeah that's a really great idea and yeah, give, yeah. Giving yourself that permission to say, actually, this is what a great week for me would look like. And, oh, actually that's not got calls every day or it's not got this all the time, or I'm not working 24 seven. How interesting. How can I make shifts to make that a reality? Because yeah, we are in control of our businesses to, for the most part. So let's make decisions that are going to actually support that. Like you said at the start, the sustainability of the business, because if you're getting burnt out all the time or resenting it all the time, you're not going to You're not going to have a successful business because you're going to give it up because you're going to hate it. Yeah.
1: And a great little, um, I don't know, an insight is on a Sunday night to just check in with how you feel about the week ahead. And just like if you think about the calls that you've got or whatever's on for your week and thinking, oh my God, I'm filled with dread, that's a really great sign. Or, you know, it just Mm. feels overwhelming. There's so much on. That can be a really good barometer for where you're at and like what would I want to tweak. So, for me, I only work with clients I love working with because otherwise it just doesn't feel good, right? I work with them for a long period of time. And I'm not excited to work with them. They're not excited to work with me. It's not a good fit. So, you know, just even that, like who you're working with. And yes, in the beginning, you're working with everyone because you're working out who you like working with and you need some money and all those things. And over time, Maybe you're still working with people because you think you should, not because yeah. you actually want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so good. <laughs> I feel like this week, my my week was busier than it normally is and not, not how I would like it to be, but it was just, it was how it was this week and it's not usually like that. But I feel like that Sunday yeah. night I was like, oh, <laughs> this is hectic. So, yeah, if you're constantly feeling that, then
1: what is it? Yeah. Or well, first thing in the morning waking up and being like, oh, my God, I've got that call with. Such Jenny a, and oh yeah. my god I, I'm so nervous or like she makes me feel this or you know yeah. that's a good sign that maybe it's not a great fit and how could you learn from that
0: yeah yeah cool okay and so for those people who are feeling like yeah this sounds really great Kylie but I don't want to communicate this boundary I, w- I don't want to put in this boundary because I am worried about what people are thinking I am really wanting to people please do you have any just like encouragements or tips around how we can move through that
1: Yeah. First of all, have compassion and kindness for yourself because I think it's so easy to say, well, just say no, or, you know, it's not as simple as that. It's really Mm. not clear cut, especially if we bring in some of those conditional elements to it and it's identity of who we feel like we have to be. So don't beat yourself up if you're finding it hard. And even if you start to assert boundaries and you stuff them up, which you are going to, Again, kindness and compassion is really important because you're trying and it's a very unfamiliar thing. Mm. Um, And, of course, you have the choice whether you want to, you know, start to assert more boundaries or not. Um, Maybe just start with things with yourself and keeping your promises to yourself and make them really small, really doable, not like I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to run a marathon (laughs) in three months. You know, I'm going to go for a walk three times a week and it's going to be 10 minutes. Can I commit to doing that? Yes, I can. And start to get some trust in yourself and some belief in yourself and then gradually move up to doing that more so with other people. Mm. I think asserting boundaries with others can feel really uncomfortable, but when you start to see the results from doing it, like getting your time back, saving money, Having more energy, all of this mental load that we're carrying as well, it starts to feel a lot more attractive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of just building up reasons for ourselves to push through the slightly uncomfortable parts. That's a really good tip. And so that you can have
1: the business the way that you want it and have a life outside of your business. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That reminded me of a um a post that I saw that you did. It's pinned right now. It will see if we'll see if it's still pinned by the time people are looking at this, but the five ideas for saying no without saying no and for people like me that don't want to let people down too much but do still want to say no to some things there were just some really great tips in there like just different phrases of like oh thanks for trying to include me I'm going to take a rain check on this so I can recharge my batteries or thanks for thinking of me I don't have space in my calendar right now but please feel free to come back to me about this in a couple of months and just like I'm always kind people pleasing ways <laughs> of saying nah <laughs> not keen
1: yeah and also just saying you know what, I find it really hard to say no, but I'm really trying to get better at it. Would it I've be okay this? if I just at least think about it? Or yeah. can I just say no? And, you know, I really hope you're not going to judge me. Like just like naming the elephant in the room. And yeah. 99% of people that you're talking to are going to be like, oh my God, me too. And you'll probably inspire them <laughs> and they'll probably give it a go. So yeah. just being really honest and or saying I'm really, you know, it's like when people are, you know, trying to be more active or something. Other people are going to encourage you. That's so good. Keep going. So you can use that with boundaries as well, you know. Mm. I think one of the really helpful ones with boundaries is just to say, "Can I'm going to check my calendar. Can I get back to you? It just means you're not having the discussion in the moment. Emails is easier than face-to-face as well. You know, I'll I'll shoot you an email or a DM later Um, once I've checked my calendar those kind of things I just need to make sure I'm not overcommitting. committing would it be okay if I come back to you all those ways are a real any reasonable person is not going to say no to that yeah and it gives you it buys you space away from the emotional yeah circumstances or the perceived emotional like that conflict that we think is gonna yeah unleash
0: yeah yeah those, those are very good tips I think people pay attention to that just so yeah I'll check my calendar get back to you later and then send them an email it's, it's perfect
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm I've realized I haven't got space in my calendar right now, but thanks so much for thinking of me. You know, feel free to get in touch yeah. again. Like yeah. Just it's practice. And as I said, you will stuff up in the beginning. I tell clients all the time when I take them through this, but then you reverse engineer and see what went what went wrong. Yeah. And then you'll know for next time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's so good.
0: Okay. Thank you for all of those tips. That was um yeah, I think that'll be really helpful for anyone that's like me or anyone who needs help with boundaries, I think. If we want to like follow you or keep in touch or work with you, how can we stay around in your world?
1: Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, which is probably my most active social media space, it's at boundariesqueen underscore. Um my website, which is kmbcoaching.com.au has got heaps of blog posts there around things like people pleasing all those different roles that we feel like we have to play as well and tips for people. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just search Kylie Broadfoot and (laughs) I'll pop up with all the many things. Um, But, yeah, the website's a good place to start.
0: Perfect. We'll have all those links in the show notes for anyone
1: listening as well. Thank
0: you so much for joining us today, Kylie. I really appreciate your time and your insights and your wisdom and knowledge. So thanks for being here.
1: Oh, Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun.
0: So thank you for joining us for today's episode. I hope you found it just as inspiring as I did. And maybe maybe this week you can start to implement a couple of new boundaries to maybe increase your communication, work out what your priorities are and create a business that's a little bit more sustainable and a little bit more enjoyable. So thank you for joining us. And if you've got any suggestions on future episodes, please let me know. And in the meantime, I'll catch you next week. Bye. Well, that is not the end. If you'd like to keep hanging out, join me over on Instagram at White Deer GD and you can see all sorts of tips, updates and more there. Or you can head to my website at whitedeer.com.au for more. See you next week.